Well, good morning. It is Monday, December 11th, 2023. Monday, December 11th, 2023. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. I, did you have a good weekend? I hope you had a fantastic weekend. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Tell your friends to Google those four words, Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Uh, can I just say, in case I haven't told you this before, I really appreciate you coming every day. It's very nice of you. If you can, please bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And you can tweet to me or X to me or whatever it's called to me. Questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on formerly known as Twitter. Uh, we have, we had a flaming bag of crap left by the Biden administration. I'll tell you about that in a minute. But as usual, first, let's start with the war in Ukraine. Could this be the reason why Zelensky did not want to address Congress last week via a video conference? Ukraine's president, Vladimir Zelensky, was invited to Washington. Eh, but Olena uh, Zelenska, his wife, as far as I know, will not be with him. Uh, he's good, but she can better charm aid out of the right-wing sociopaths, I'm sure. Uh, Biden and Zelensky will meet at the White House tomorrow as the U.S. administration steps up the pressure on Congress to provide billions more in aid to Kyiv and its war with Russia. Uh, the White House said in a statement on uh, Sunday, the visit is intended to underscore the United States' unshakable commitment to supporting the people of Ukraine as they defend themselves against Russia's brutal invasion. As Russia ramps up its missile and drone strikes uh, against Ukraine, the leaders will discuss Ukraine's urgent needs and vital importance of the United States' continued support at this critical moment. Uh, Zelensky's office confirmed that he had accepted Biden's in inv invitation. He also, <coughs> excuse me, he also has, has been asked to speak to a meeting of all senators and hold private talks with House Representatives, uh, House of Repre Representatives Speaker Mike Johnson. Biden has asked Congress for a $110 billion package of wartime funding for Ukraine, which is $61.4 billion for Ukraine and uh, Israel, uh, along with other national security pri priorities, you know, Taiwan and um, uh, the border. But the request is caught up in a debate over U.S. immigration policy and border security. Uh, Biden actually came, came forward with the, with the border aid, but Republicans came back and said, no, we don't want that. We want this instead. Uh, Congress already has allocated $111 billion to assist Ukraine. And Biden's budget director, Shalanda Young, said in a letter uh, this past week to House and Senate leaders that the U.S. will run out of funding to send weapons and assistance to Ukraine by the end of the year, which would kneecap Ukraine on the battlefield. Yesterday, Young said, it's time to cut a deal that both sides can agree to. Uh, Secretary of State Antony Blinken said during uh, uh, two television interviews on Sunday, given that we are running out of funding for the, uh, uh, for the uh, Ukrainians, this is a time to really step up because if we don't, we know what happens. Putin will be able to move forward with impunity and we know he won't stop in Ukraine, to which 
I'm sure Russia will say the words are provocative because they're claiming that they won't stop in, U- in Ukraine, which Russia says, oh, no, we're not for that. And we're going to believe them because, yeah, I know. Uh, Blinken said that Biden has said he will uh, he is willing to make significant compromises to get the aid package moving. Why would he say that? You're supposed to negotiate from strength, not not weakness. Um, it's something the president, he said, it's something the uh, president is fully prepared to engage on. Just as I have said, Russia is having trouble supplying itself. Uh, Senator Chris Murphy from uh, uh, Connecticut, Democrat, said the money would make a difference because Russia is struggling to fund its war effort. It can change the outcome of the war because at the very same time, that we are making a renewed commitment to Ukraine. Russia's ability to continue to fight this war is in jeopardy. And I agree with that. And you know, Congress, they got all the secrets there. They know what's really going on in Russia. So they know it too. Well, as I've said numerous times, Republicans support Putin. Apparently some do not know it. Republican Senator J.D. Vance said yesterday, Ukraine may need to cede land to Russia in order to end the Russian invasion there. Uh, The comments underscore how a block of GOP lawmakers are staunchly opposed to extending U.S. support for Ukraine. Vance of Ohio said uh, on CNN's State of the Union, What's in America's best interest is to accept Ukraine is going to have to cede some territory to the Russians and we need to bring this war to a close. The idea that Ukraine was going to throw Russia back to the 1991 border was preposterous. Nobody actually believed it. To which I responded to J.D. Vance on Twitter. Tell you what, you piece of shit. If they do, you agree to retire and make everyone happy. Because he is a piece of crap. Uh, Bulgaria's parliament approved the provision of uh, additional military aid to Ukraine, including portable anti-aircraft missile systems and surface-to-air missiles uh, for Ukraine. The state-run BTA news agency said 147 lawmakers in the 240-seat chamber voted in favor of the plan. Ukraine will have to repair the weapons before they can be deployed or use them for spare parts. I'm sure the U.S. will send parts for them. Uh, Ukraine's president, Volodymyr Zelensky, has said he was grateful for Britain and Norway for launching the new coalition to support his country. Britain said today it would transfer two Royal Navy mine hunter ships to the Ukrainian Navy as it sets up a new maritime defense coalition alongside Norway to help strengthen Ukraine's sea operations. Zelensky wrote on formerly Twitter, I am grateful to the United Kingdom and Norway for launching a new maritime capability coalition to support Ukraine. Together, we will strengthen the Ukrainian Navy, safeguard maritime transportation routes, and secure freedom of navigation. Building on Ukraine's 2023 victory in the battle for the Black Sea, we will keep Russian terror away from the region and and ensure that Ukrainian food exports keep contributing to the global food security. <clears throat> uh, Dmitry, excuse me, Dmitro Lubinets, Ukraine's human rights ombudsman, voiced hope that a coalition of countries formed to facilitate the return of Ukrainian children taken illegally by Russia 
by Moscow will work out a faster mechanism to bring them home. Some 19,000 children are still believed to be in Russia or separated from their families in Russian-occupied regions of Ukraine. Uh, Zelensky spoke briefly with Hung Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban while attending the inauguration of Arge Arge Argentinian President Javier Millet. According to a video published on Argentinian Senate YouTube channel, if you watch the video, you can see you, you, they're both, well, uh, Zelensky is a little bit more adamant than, than Orban. Uh, Orban's press chief, Bertolon Havasi, confirmed the encounter but did not say whether Orban would continue to oppose Ukraine's entry into the European Union. Uh, and Orban's a big supporter of Russia, so he probably won't. But we shall see. Maybe there's some pressure being put on them. <clears throat> Interfax News Agency quoted the country's Central Election Commission as saying that Russia will hold its presidential election in four annex region of Ukraine. Ukraine strongly condemned Russia's uh, plans to hold presidential elections next March in occupied areas of Donetsk, Luhansk, Zaporizhia, and Kherson, which Moscow annexed in 2022 declaring the polls null and void and promising to prosecute any observers sent to monitor them. Today, lawyers for Alexei Navalny said they have lost contact with the Russian, uh, the jailed Russian opposition leader who was last known to be imprisoned in penal colony east of Moscow and his whereabouts are unknown. Navalny's spokesperson, Kira Yarmish said staff at the IK-6 colony in the town of Melikovo had told his lawyer waiting outside that the opposition leader was no longer among its inmates. Navalny was sentenced to 19 years in prison in August after he was found guilty. I mean, he was, he was already in jail for quite a while now. Uh, after he'd been found guilty of creating an extreme, extremist community, financing extremist activities and numerous other crimes. He was already serving sentences of 11 and a half years in maximum security facility on fraud and other charges he denies. Supporters of Navalny claim his arrest and incarceration are politically motivated attempt to stifle his criticism of Putin. Lawyers have made several attempts to get access to two penal colonies near Moscow where Navalny, who has suffered serious health issues, was believed to be. Spokesperson Kira Yarmish said on Exxon Monday they were informed that the 47-year-old was not at IK-6 or IK-7 penal colonies. Navalny has been missing for six days. Uh, Navalny was imprisoned in the IK-6 penal colony east of Moscow before he disappeared. Um, honestly, I, I wonder if he's still alive. Russia's Federal Security Service has said, uh, the FSB has said that it has uh, had cracked a network of Ukrainian agents in Crimea who were involved in attempts to assassinate pro-Russian figures. Attempts? They have been quite successful, thank you. <laughs> the FSB said that overall it had prevented 18 terrorist attacks this year in Crimea. Russian forces have unleashed a major offensive on Avdivka with 610 artillery shellings reported near the eastern Ukrainian town over the past day. That's according to the Ukrainian military. 
Russia appears to have started a major bombing campaign on Ukraine after holding back for months to build its stockpiles. The UK Ministry of Defense said yesterday that a cruise missile attack last Thursday was probably the start of a more concentrated campaign by Russia aimed at degrading Ukraine's energy infrastructure. Infrastructure. The UK MOD said, MOD, uh, Ministry of Defense said, Russia in its attack last week, used its heavy bomber fleet for the first time since September 21st to conduct a major wave of strikes towards Kyiv and central Ukraine. It said the Tu-95 Bear H bomber probably featured and that they likely launched at least 16 cruise missiles from over the Caspian Sea. At least one Ukrainian civilian was killed, according to Ukrainian media. The UK uh, Ministry of Defense update said most of the missiles appeared to be intercepted by Ukraine's air defense, citing initial reports. Officials have said Russia attacked Kyiv with eight long-range ballistic missiles before dawn today. Four people were reported injured by debris. The strike at about 4 a.m. marked the first major attack on the Ukrainian capital in recent months using ballistic missiles. One civilian was killed and another wounded after Russian forces dropped an explosive from a drone on the town of Bereslav Bereslav in the southern Ukrainian region of Kherson. Uh, Prosecutors opened yet another war crimes investigation into the incident, which took place on Saturday morning. Both victims had been walking on the street at the time of the attack. A Russian missile attack on Ukraine's capital was reported to have earlier destroyed several homes and left more than 100 households without electricity. A home under construction was ripped apart and nearby buildings were partially damaged with huge holes in the roofs and walls. Viktor Demchenko, the owner of one destroyed house, was clearing debris from his property next to a crater about 16 feet deep in his backyard. He said he was in another part of the city when he heard the explosions. He said, this will save me money on digging for that pool I wanted to put in my backyard. Just kidding. He didn't say that. Now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the rest of the world. 15 minutes of Ukraine. Wow, that's a lot. Uh, You and I said this exact thing would happen. At the UN on Friday, United States Ambassador Robert Wood acted alone to veto a United Nations Security Council resolution demanding an immediate ceasefire in Gaza. 13 members of the UN Security Council on Friday voted in favor of humanitarian ceasefire, while the UK abstained from voting. The US vetoed the resolution. Palestinian ambassador to the United Kingdom, Hossam Hussam, uh, Zomlat, said it was the US who failed the Palestinians. The US has stood between humanity and peace and security, and I agree. Uh, Mohammed <clears throat> Sayyid, uh, Prime Minister of the Palestinian Authority, said 100 and more countries have called for an end to the atrocities. Only one single country did not like that and vetoed the situation. I think this is not wise. This is not acceptable. And I would agree with that as well. Uh, Philippe Lazzarini, the Commissioner General of UN Agency for Palestinian Refugees, said Israel appears to be trying to clear Gaza of its Palestinian population through its military offensive and evacuation orders. He wrote in the LA Times, 
The developments we are witnessing point to attempts to move Palestinians into Egypt regardless of whether they, they stay there or are resettled elsewhere, which, as I reported weeks ago, was in Israel's leaked plans. On Sunday, Jordanian Foreign Minister Ayman Safadi also accused Israel of being determined to push Palestinians out of Gaza. He said at a conference in Doha, Qatar, we are seeing systematic effort, it seems, to empty Gaza from its people. Elon Levy, an Israeli government spokesperson, called the allegations outrageous and false. But honestly, how can you believe anything out of the Israeli government's mouth? They lie about everything. Biden had better turn this shit around because he's losing everyone. Here in progressive Hollywood, uh, I'm close to it anyway, uh, nobody under 30 wants to show up and vote. They're upset. I spoke to several people, some much older, and they want to vote third party in the primary and, I, and won't vote for Joe. They won't show up in the, in the uh, general election. This is all about Israel. His actions in Israel are tied directly to the far-right Netanyahu-Likud party and their war crimes, and he is continuing by bypassing Congress to give arms to Israel. Biden really, really overstepped. Yes, that's right. This is that Friday flaming bag of crap left on your doorstep really late on Friday, middle of the night late, in the hopes no one would notice. Then they announced it on Saturday officially because they figured no one would be paying attention. The U.S. Defense Department posted a notice online Saturday saying U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken had informed Congress that a government sale of 13,000 rounds of tank ammunition was moving forward even though Congress had not completed an informal review of the transaction. The State Department invoked an emergency provision of the Arms Control Export Act to bypass Congress, uh, the review process generally required for weapon sales to foreign nations. The sale, which Congress has no power to stop now, uh, that, uh, that the provision has been invoked, uh, was valued at more than $106 million. In doing so, Biden has removed my voice and taken away my power to tell uh, to tell him what I want him to do. Not that that piece of crap Adam Schiff would ever vote for a ceasefire no matter what I said. But still, the State Department notified Congressional Committee of, uh, of the sale around 11 p.m. Eastern Time uh, uh, Friday, hours after uh, a new uh, Pew Research poll showed that only 35% of Americans, only 35% of Americans support the Biden administration's backing of Israeli attacks on Gaza. People are really hating Biden. Okay? And that would mean 100% of Republicans and what? 20%? Of Democrats? Yeah, where there's a problem. Also, on Saturday, the global... Uh, actually, 30% of uh, Democrats. Also, on Saturday, the global charity, Save the Children, warned that at least 7. Point, 
excuse me, 7,685 children under the age of five in Gaza are now so malnourished uh, as a result of Israel's total blockade of the enclave that began in October and the delivery of just a small fraction of the aid that is needed uh, that they require urgent medical treatment to avoid death. Children are dying of starvation in Gaza because of Israel and the United States. Jason Lee, country director for Save the Children, said the repeated failure of the international community to, do, to act signifies a death knell to children. I've seen children and families roaming the streets of what hasn't, of what hasn't been flattened in Gaza with no food, nowhere to go, and nothing to survive on. Even the internationally funded humanitarian aid response, Gaza's, Gaza's last lifeline, has been choked by Israeli-imposed restrictions. Gaza's children are being condemned to further bombardment, starvation, and disease. We must heed the lessons from the past and must immediately prevent atrocity crimes from unfolding. Gee, what a shock! More war crimes by Israel and the United States. Moving on. A Philippine boat and a Chinese ship have collided near a contested reef in the latest territorial dispute between the two countries in the South China Sea. The Philippines and said China had harassed, blocked, and executed, executed dangerous maneuvers it comes a day after the Philippines accused China of using water cannons to obstruct three of its vessels. As we reminded you last week, the South China Sea is at the center of a territorial dispute between China, the Philippines, and, well, basically the rest of the world. Uh, the international community has all agreed, except China, that China does not own the island or the South China Sea. The Philippines said on Sunday that China had targeted Philippine civilian supply vessels in the second Thomas Shoal in the Spratly Islands, a flashpoint between the two countries. The National Task Force for the uh, West Philippine Sea said in a statement, one of two boats carrying provisions was rammed by a Chinese Coast Guard ship. It also accused China of causing severe damage to the engines of one boat after using water cannons. But the China Coast Guard accused the Philippine boat of deliberately colliding with the Chinese vessel after, uh, as they said, disregarding our multiple stern warnings. In other words, why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? You know, that's what, that's what, you're, uh, what, that's what older brothers do to younger brothers when they take their own hand and hit them. So, the sh so basically, the boat's heading towards them on a collision course. And China says, get the hell out of my way or I'm going to ram you. And they don't get the hell out of their way and China rams them. That's what happened. Separately, a convoy of civilian boats planning to deliver Christmas presents and provisions to Filipino fishermen and troops in the South China Sea aborted the trip due to constant shadowing by Chinese vessels. An international tribunal, tribunal, invalidated China's claim to 90% of the South China Sea in 2016, but Beijing does not recognize the rolling and has been building islands in the disputed waters in recent years. 
The contested waters have also become a naval flashpoint for China-U.S. relations, and in October, U.S. President Joe Biden warned that the U.S. will defend the Philippines in case of any attack. Taiwan, Malaysia, Vietnam, Brunei also claim parts of the South China Sea. Okay, moving on to the U.S. Texas, just like Florida, you know I can I can stop there, but unfortunately you need to know what's going on. In a ruling, Travis County Judge Maya uh, Guerra uh, Gamble had issued a temporary restraining order allowing Dallas resident Kate Cox to obtain an abortion and, pro- uh, and protecting her physician, Dr. Kamala Carson, from civil or criminal liability under Texas's near-total ban on abortions. She should have done it right away, as, and I think I said that last week. Then Paxton quickly appealed Gamble's ruling, telling the court nothing can restore the unborn child's life. It's not an unborn child. It's a fetus. It's 20 weeks. It's tiny. Uh, 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 Nothing can restore an unborn child's life that will be lost as a result. Before appealing Gamble's decision, Paxton wrote a letter to three hospitals where Carson had admitted admitting privileges, warning that if she provides abortion care to Cox there... They could face civil or criminal penalties regardless of the lower court ruling. The attorney general said Gamble was not medically qualified to make this determination. The the judge. Wait, and he is? The man in the conversation is qualified? Who is not a doctor? (laughs) Uh, The state Supreme Court issued a stay temporarily blocking Gamble's Thursday ruling. Uh, Molly Duane, senior staff attorney for the Center for Reproductive Rights, which is representing Cox, said Friday night that the group is holding out hope that the state Supreme Court ultimately rejects the state's request and does so quickly, which is dreaming every judge on that court is a far-right sociopath. Duane said, in this case, we fear that justice delayed will be justice denied. In other words, uh, if you delay the ruling, that means it'll be too late for her to get an abortion or she could suffer serious medical consequences. And we are talking about urgent medical care. Uh, Dwayne said, we are talking about urgent medical care. This is why people should not need to beg for health care in a court of law. Cox who is about 20 weeks pregnant, discovered last week that her fetus has abnormalities, including trisomy uh, trisomy 18, a condition that would result in a miscarriage, stillbirth, or the death of her baby in the hours or days after birth. Cox has sought emergency medical care several times since finding out the diagnosis, reporting symptoms such as cramping and fluid loss to emergency room doctors. But while Texas abortion bans claim to allow exceptions in in cases where a pregnant person's life or health are at risk, many health professionals are unwilling to risk potential life imprisonment by providing care. Carson has advised Cox that continuing the pregnancy could put her health and fertility at risk. Under Texas's abortion bans, Cox's only options are to have a C-section after carrying the pregnancy to term, even as her health grows worse 
or to have labor induced in the case of the fetal heartbeat stopping. Due to previous C-sections, doctors have told Cox that she could experience a uterine rupture if she is forced to give birth to the baby. And that's why you have to vote Republicans out in Texas. Why, why should a bunch of old men decide what women should do? I shouldn't de- decide, but I should decide what men shouldn't do. And that is stop women from doing what they have the right to do with their body. Moving on. Uh, The trial against Rudy Giuliani begins today with jury selection. This is that high-profile defamation lawsuit against former Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani tied to his alleged efforts to undermine the results of the 2020 presidential election in Georgia. The former New York City mayor was sued by two former Fulton County, Georgia election workers, Ruby Freeman and her daughter, Wandrea Moss. Uh, They allege Giuliani mounted a smear campaign against them by repeatedly falsely accusing them of committing election fraud to change the outcome of the 2020 election in their state. They're seeking from $15.5 million to $43 million for damages from Giuliani, according to recent court filings, but it's not clear yet what the jury will award them. You know, I'm guessing the jury won't award them that much, maybe five or six million each at most. I, I, I don't know. I, I could be completely way off the mark. Who knows what will happen? Um, U.S. District Judge Beryl Howell already found earlier this year that Giuliani was liable for several claims of defamation, intentional inflic- infliction of emotional distress, and civil conspiracy. Remember, this is the one Giuliani refused to bring evidence that was requested to uh, by the court. Uh, re- they, the court requested that he... Uh, um, uh, uh, discovery. That he, that, he, that he bring discovery, and he refused. Judge Howell has also ordered uh, to bring evidence that was requested to the court. Judge Howell has... Excuse me. Judge Howell has also ordered Giuliani to reimburse Freeman and Moss for over $89,000 in attorney fees and costs related to the request that the court forced Giuliani to fulfill his discovery obligation. And Giuliani must ensure his eponymous businesses cover more than $43,000 in attorney's fees associated with an effort to force Freeman and Moss to respond to requests for documents and depositions. Giuliani originally faced a July 25th deadline to reimburse the mother and daughter, and as a sanction for failing to repay them by that date, Howell said the jury may be instructed to infer that Giuliani is intentionally trying to hide relevant discovery about his financial assets for the purpose of artificially deflating his net worth when determining the amount to award Freeman and Moss. So Giuliani is really screwed. Giuliani has already been sanctioned more than $200,000 for refusing to turn over documents as part of the lawsuit. Howell, the judge, also berated Giuliani's attorney last week after Giuliani failed to show up for the hearing. Giuliani is also expected to testify during the trial, and his lawyer indicated last week that the, the disgraced former New York City mayor does not plan to invoke his Fifth Amendment rights during the proceeding. Political advisor to Giuliani, Ted Goodman, 
released this statement ahead of the trial. He said, in the fullness of time, this will be looked at as a dark chapter in our nation's history, as those in power attempt to destroy their partisan political opposition in ways that cause great irreparable harm to the U.S. justice system. Those in charge? Two people working as, as, as to count ballots? They're in charge? They're the ones... He said, I urge members of the legal community and all Americans across the partisan political spectrum to stand up and speak out against the weaponization of our justice system against political opponents, which is, of course, the most ridiculous statement ever. This is a civil case and has nothing to do with the so-called weaponization of justice. If Giuliani hadn't lied and weaponized the media... This would not be happening. Right? Moving on. Trump is poking the bear. He is testing his gag order. He was at a New York uh, Young Republicans Club speaking. Trump said as he discussed a potential second presidency, he said, I make this commitment to you tonight. We will not have Bill Barr as our attorney general. Is that okay? He was a coward. He was afraid of being impeached. Bill Barr is supposed to testify. The U.S. Court of Appeals for D.C. Circuit notably ruled days before the Trump re, uh, uh, before that Trump remains barred from attacking potential trial witnesses in the 2020 election and her interference case <clears throat> pending against him in Washington, as long as his attacks do not involve their participation in the criminal investigation or trial proce- proceedings. Under that standard, it was unclear whether Trump directly violated the conditions of the gag order, which he has vowed to appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. The remark came uh, about Barr came uh, during a speech heavy with resentment about Trump's four criminal indictments and vows for revenge before an audience that included allies he is expected to tap for top Justice Department roles should he be reelected next year to the White House. So would those threats violate the gag order? I've compared Trump to Al Capone, the mob boss who was known to intimidate witnesses, and apparently Trump agrees. He compared himself to Capone. The former president has been indicted four times for retaining classified documents at his Mar-a-Lago club, and obstructing justice for his efforts, also for his efforts to overturn the 2020 election in Washington, for trying to overturn the 2020 election in Georgia, and for paying hush money to a porn star. Trump delivered the complaint that Capone, Capone, the greatest gangster, was indicted only once. Trump was indicted four times. He's proud that he was indicted more than Capone. Wow. Moving on. Hey, do you remember Ashley Babbitt? Think back. Uh, She was the woman shot and killed by the Capitol Police during the insurrection as she tried to get into the chamber. Something I learned from an interview that Liz Cheney had over the weekend on NPR, I believe it was, that seemed very disturbing to me. I had not heard this before. Donald Trump's people 
asked him to tell people to go home during the insurrection. You remember that. They kept on telling him, we, you got to say something. Then, after that, Trump was informed that Ashley Babbitt was shot and killed by police. One witness to the January 6th committee said she saw the note of her death in front of Trump. That he knew about it. And upon hearing about it, what did Trump do? Nothing. He still did not come out in the public to stop it. He still did not get on Twitter and say, go home. He still didn't do anything. He made no videos. This was early on. He was hell-bent on overturning the election, even if people were gunned down in the Capitol. He didn't care about any of you who were at the Capitol. So when someone tells you Trump cares about us peons in the world, remind them of what he did for Ashley Babbitt. Moving on. Two. So, it's the warmest year in 125,000 years, as we've, we've said many times, and the worst is yet to come. This summer in Australia and next summer here are likely to be brutal. So how long has it been since CO2 levels were this high in history? Now, we know about ice core samples and air bubbles tra trapped in ice cores. And you can measure the CO2 levels, right? A study published in Science Friday, which researchers say com uh, compiles the most reliable data available to date on atmospheric carbon dioxide levels over the last 66 million years, said the last time the levels of atmospheric carbon dioxide were as high as they are today. Greenland was free of ice and humans didn't exist. By burning fossil fuels and clearing natural carbon sinks like forest, industrial capitalism has raised global carbon dioxide levels to 419 parts per million today from around 280 parts per million at the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. Study corresponding author and University of Utah geologist Gabe Bowen wrote on formerly known as Twitter, rising atmospheric CO2 is the most obvious and startling expressions of our impact on the global environment. The concentration has risen by 50% in the past 100 years. Every year is now marked by the highest CO2 levels ever observed by humans. To understand how such a spike in carbon dioxide might impact Earth's climate and ecosystems, it's helpful to look at the past. Gas bubbles preserved in ice cores only go back 800,000 years. Well, the carbon level blew that away. When atmosphere 800,000 years when atmospheric con concentrations of carbon dioxide were still at or around at or around pre-industrial levels, 280 parts per million. So we know at least around a million years ago. Okay. Once you lose the ice cores, you lose direct evidence. You no longer have samples of atmospheric gas that you can analyze. So you have to rely on indirect evidence. Proxies are evidence in the geologic record that can stand in for carbon dioxide levels. 
uh, such as mineral isotopes or the shape of fossilized leaves. According to the University of Utah and AFP, a team of around 90 researchers from 16 countries spent seven years synthesizing and reviewing previous work under the banner of the Cenozoic CO2 Proxy Integration Project. The new study represents the scientific consensus on the carbon dioxide record, and it concludes that the last time carbon dioxide levels were around 419 parts per million was 14 million years ago. In other words, we are faced with a dying planet ecosystem. Bowen said, we've already pushed the atmosphere, atmosphere way beyond anything we've seen as a species. And if it stays this way, we're in for big changes in the environment we live in. AFP reported, if policymakers don't restrict the burning of fossil fuels, atmospheric carbon dioxide could reach 600 to 800 parts per million by 2100. Oh my God. 600 to 800 parts per million. That's insane. And that would spend the end, uh, spell the end of the planet, I, at least humans, humans on the planet. According to the record, the last time levels were this high was 30 to 40 million years ago at 419, uh, uh, oh, uh, uh, at uh, 600 to 800 part per million, 40 million years ago, when Antarctica was also ice free and the earth was home to giant insects. I, and I understand why insects get larger when there's lower carbon dioxide. Uh, anyway, I mean, when there's higher carbon dioxide. Uh, when carbon dioxide levels rapidly increased about around 56 million years ago, it significantly altered ecosystems and took around 150,000 years to decrease again. That's how long the recovery took. I'd say the fix won't be in our lifetime if it took 150,000 years back then or any lifetime that will be left to survive. And I, I, I doubt the human race will survive this, honestly. I, I mean, I'll be dead long before that. I'm sorry this happened to you. I tried to stop it. My voice is not strong enough. So Alex Jones is back on Twitter. Remember, he was banned. Uh, Elon Musk made it so. If you remember, Alex Jones was sued for claiming the Sandy Hook school shooting was staged on his InfoWars. Uh, <clears throat> that caused a backlash against the family members who lost children in the mass shooting. Uh, people attacked them for saying that they staged it. They, they got threats. All sorts of horrible things happened to these people that had already lost their children. In court, he lost really bad. A billion and a half dollars. And now he's in bankruptcy, still allegedly hiding his wealth. The families offered a settlement, I believe, that uh, begins with 8.5 million over 10, uh, 8.5 million a year over 10 years, in addition to half of any annual income over nine million dollars. And they want to allow him to live a lavish lifestyle with nine million dollars a year, with a proportionate reduction of liabilities for each year of full payment. This is really pennies on the dollar, and he needs to take it. But he's not. He's trying not to. He's a nut. I, 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 I don't get it. He's being offered a lifeline. 
and he doesn't want to take it. Uh, and finally, it is Christmas, so the gift that keeps on giving, George Santos did an interview with the, uh, the Point host, Marsha Kramer. In it, he said, I can tell you that by the end of this week, that is actual, uh, actually factual, I will have made more money in seven days than I would have made in an entire year in Congress. Congressional salary is $174,000 a year starting. Kramer asked Santos to confirm his previous statement. She said, so you're saying that in a week you will make that salary? Santos said, yes, ma'am. Kramer said, I guess you have a lot of legal bills to pay, huh? <laughs> a Sunday report from page six appeared to back up Santos's claim. Santos has been boasting to other party guests that he took 140 orders uh, uh, in one day at $599 per order on Cameo. That's that site where, where he says something for somebody and posts it or something. Per page sixes, Number crunching, that clocks in at $83,860 in one day. That's how much Santos is making now. He's going to be rich. That's horrible. Oh, God, I am grossed out by that. I am so grossed out by that. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Monday, December 11th, 2023. Monday, December 11th, 2023. Man, do I appreciate you coming every day. It's really nice of you. Bring someone with you today or tomorrow. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. You can tweet to me or X to me. Questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on formerly known as Twitter. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles.